Hi there, I'm Martin Maley, and this week I'm going to show you how to go from this to this in the Google Nix software collection. And we, we're going to use Silver Effects Pro 2, my go-to black and white conversion program. And when you install Silver Effects Pro, you will basically get a right-click option in Lightroom to edit in Silver Effects Pro. Now you can also do this in Photoshop as well and there are benefits to doing that. It's just you can actually go back and make changes to your control points which is something that we'll look at shortly. I most often open from Lightroom and don't go into Photoshop for this sort of thing but um, you can do both. So when you open the file I will generally select a TIFF format ProPhoto RGB um, and then the resolution at 300. The bit depth, obviously, I mean, whenever you've got a, an opportunity to select more over less, most of the time it's better to select the higher and no, comp no compression. Edit, and then Lightroom will create that TIFF file for us and open it in Silver Effects Pro 2. Just maximize this. Now, when you start off, you will almost always, um, to begin with, you will be transported to the this preset library, and there's a whole bunch of presets in here already. I want to start from neutral today, but the reality is is that I I have a whole slew of custom presets that I have created over the years. I generally name these with the name of the location or the subject so that I can easily remember the the look that I've created from my past images but you know the naming convention isn't important but it is important to save your presets once you've made a few changes so that you can get back to them again quickly there are various schools of thought with regarding to which of these panels on the right you start to change first I personally start at the top and work down and I will then go back and revisit the, the higher sliders when necessary but I find that works best for me. Now you, what I do with most of the time I actually just wiggle these around until this, the image starts to look how I want it to and I'm just going to select you know just to temporarily select um, about minus 40 on the dynamic brightness. I want to increase the whites a little bit and what these slides are basically do, doing is you can see as I slide this the the white or the lighter areas are being literally amplified and made brighter so I'm gonna pull that up to around there for now and amplify blacks darkens your blacks down so you can see here as I'm bringing this up it's actually making it a very the blacks become very much more pronounced and the the contrast is increased greatly now these initial this initial pass is really just me um, taking a look and saying okay well I like that look and I, I'm gonna revisit these possibly but you know for now let's just wiggle these sliders around I know it's not very scientific but this is how I work and then just see how it see how it looks as you develop your photograph, and I, I like this with more structure. Structurally, really brings out the 
the lines and literally the structure of the image. So I'm going to bring that up to around there. And I I sometimes play around with these mid mid tones and highlights, but you know the the thing is is literally that play around with this stuff and see how you see how it starts to to look and the tonal protection as well. I'm just going to bring this up just a little bit and highlights. I want to protect those highlights. Um, yeah, let's just leave these around here. And once I get down to here, for now, I am going to go back to the top and just literally have another play with these because I've I've changed quite a lot since I moved this dynamic brightness, and I love this slider, but I'm going to just uh, just revisit it. I'm probably going to go to about there, so minus 33. The contrast, I'm going to pump that up a little bit again because I want to make this a little bit punchy. I like contrasty images, and I'm going to just wiggle. The, yeah, now now that I'm starting to get a feel for this, I'm thinking that amplify blacks. I actually want to really pump this up. I'm going to take it to take it up full to 100, and soft contrast. You know what? I'm thinking that this might be best right up high here around here as well. Um, yeah, you know what? I'm at 100. Let's leave it there. Um, I'm not too worried about taking these to the extremes. And structure. Yeah, feels happy. Feel happy with that. So probably going to leave the structure. I'll leave it about 55. And so now I've gone through these right side brightness, contrast and structure uh, sliders twice and that, that feels to me roughly what I want to make uh, with regards to the overall look and the contrast and the brightness etc. What I d will also do though is go down to the here we go, go down to the levels and curves and I'm gonna pull, by pulling this down slightly I'm actually gonna make the blacks in the background a little bit darker. You can see it's leaving most of the the flower, the lotus flower is still quite bright but the background is going quite dark there. And I'm then gonna just bring the, the flower back up just a tad and then maybe maybe pull the background down even more. Here we go. So you can see how the background is starting to disappear a little bit more. Um, Okay, so the overall look of the image is looking pretty good for, for me there. Now, I also quite often go through and click on these image on these color filters. And as you see here, we can make a very a big difference with how the image looks. For example, blue really takes down the background, but it also takes out a lot of the the detail in the the center of the flower where there was and um, there's this stuff there that we really don't want to just destroy. Now, for this particular image, I'm going to leave this at neutral, just the gray circle here. So basically no color filter applied. But these are great ways to, to lighten or darken certain colors in the image. Then the next thing I do is generally I'll take a look at the film types. Now, I don't use Silver Effects Pro to add grain. I always leave this at 500 and just let it just give me I don't want any to 
enhance the grain in the image. Sometimes silver effects will make an image more grainy anyway. You can see if I was to leave this background there, that's pretty grainy anyway. So I generally don't add more. But what I do do is I look at these colored sliders and you can see that as we move the red up, it's actually, there was a pinkish tone across a lot of this flower. And so what it actually does is allows us to selectively brighten certain parts of the image. I can also, if we, the center of the flower was yellow, right? So if we move the yellow, you can see that yellow also affects the greens. The gr yellow actually affects greens more than green sometimes. Um, but I'm going to just bring this yellow down just a tad. Maybe a little bit less than that. Um, and then the greens, to get rid of that background a bit more, I'm going to take it, take that down even further. And I doubt that there's any cyan. No. Double click will reset these for you. And there shouldn't really be any blue in here either. So yeah, but I'll just check, double click. And then I'm going to take the, you see the, the violet, because that pink was in there. The violet actually enables me to bring out a lot of detail in the in the, uh, the the veins and the texture of the flower. So I'm going to actually bring that down to around there. Now that again, it's getting closer to what I was looking for. I'm not going to mess with the hues and things. You can um, there are there are ways to change the color toning. I used to do blue quite a lot, um, and it's a nice way to do sepias, but I, I generally don't do that um, just to keep a uniform look across my black and white work. Um, again, they'll play with this stuff if you want to. Uh, the vignette, I generally use Lightroom to add a vignette afterwards because I can then change that uh, as necessary later. Um, and burn edges, gimmicky stuff, rarely use that. There are some uses, but we're not going to look at that today. So once you've done that, you can then, we're going to go in and start to use the selective adjustment control point and that's how we really bring that black background through yeah or or take the black the background down and what I'm going to do is literally just click on the control point and change the size of the control point now when you drop these control points onto the image it's important to note that they they actually affect the tone similar tones to what you drop them on so as as I do this I'll show you but we can take the brightness right down and then if you open this up a little bit more you can see we've also got an amplify blacks and we can take the blacks even further down by amplifying them and I'm going to you could do other stuff if you were worried about you know maybe you you wanted to reduce the contrast or or increase it you can change all of that in here you can also do a selective coloring um, I'm not going to do any of that today but it's 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 fun to play with so once you've created that, remember I've just taken the brightness right down and amplified blacks right up. And then if you hold the Alt key on your keyboard and drag that, it will move, it will create a copy for you. Now you'll notice when I did that, the flower, the lotus flower itself got a little bit dark because this is quite a big, I was moving it over this spot of light, lighter background here but you'll notice that it's actually affecting the flower a little bit more 
So what you can do there is just bring it down. I want a few of these points that don't affect quite so much, quite such a large area. And again, I'm going to take that, hold the Alt key and drag one over here. And I might once again just bring the, make that a little bit smaller so that I can make some fine, finer adjustments. And I might even create another one and, and just bring it to there. And then I can literally make copies of that and remove these other little spots in the background. There's a few spots down here that I might want to remove. And again, keeping our eye on the rest of the image. And I think I'm going to take this, copy it over to this right side here and get rid of these last few pieces. Um, and maybe another one up here to just bring, take this down. And again, just increase or decrease the, the size of that as you need to. Now, that's given me pretty much, as you see, a black background. Just to check before we move on uh, that that's doing exactly what we want, you can actually hit this mask button here, and this will show you how much these control points are affecting the image. And you can see that although there's a few areas here where we have actually darkened down the edge of the flower a little bit, um, it's it's not too much. The majority of these are working on the back, the black background, which is what we were hoping to do. So that's just one way of checking that. And you can do that per control point as well, so that you can just check individually before you commit those changes. If you do think you're going to need to commit changes, literally open the your your base file in Photoshop as a smart object and you can then go back and revisit these control points. If you work in the standalone plugin as I've just done, you will literally uh, just, these will be baked in and you would have to go back and do it again. Now, as I said though, control points, um, you, you can revisit this stuff in Photoshop if you want to, but when you finish, I do recommend you click this plus button here and just, I generally give these things a name Lotus flower. Now I'm not going to save this because I've already saved this and I've got it. But once you save this custom preset, it will be added to this list here and you can come back and get to that pretty quickly later. Note though that I, you, when you do this, unless you're working on an image in Photoshop as a smart object, you will only save the slider detail and it does not save the control points. So it's important if you think you're going to need to go back to the control points, work in Photoshop as a smart object. Now, once you've finished your changes, we before I move on, I generally go down here to the histogram and just roll over the zone system. We've got 0 to 11 that shows you the highlights and the dark, the darkest areas. We can see everything there that is has got a right now that has got a yellow uh, stripe over it, the diagonal stripe, that is zone zero, which means it's pretty much pure black. Some people don't like to take an image that far. I, I really don't care if it looks good to me. I'm not too worried about that. One thing I am sometimes going to be concerned about, though, is the bright areas. Um, I'm probably going to, on looking at this and seeing that I'm taking some of these bright areas a little bit too bright, so I'm just going to go back in and maybe just take the brightness itself, maybe take the whole thing down just a tad. 
and then check again yeah I've still got some bright areas there so I'm, I'm probably gonna go down here and just protect the highlights a little bit more and see what that looks like yeah you see that's brought them down a little bit um, I'm not too worried about that that amount I don't want too much overexposed I mean these things here are white anyway um, and there's not a lot of texture there to protect so I'm probably happy with that but you get the point we uh, just check before you move on make sure that you have things under control and where you want them to be I I might even consider grabbing one of these control points again holding the alt and just taking it over there to ensure that I get that right side dark as well I want this black background to be really black so I'm just going to continue to do that and just make sure that I've got pretty much all of these areas that I wanted to be to be black totally plugged up and there you go there's a few other small areas I'll leave it at that okay so then you just literally save your image and you you'll be taken back to Lightroom or Photoshop whichever you're working in and there you see it come through so this is the final image I generally unless I'm going to use lens correction some sort of automated or profile lens correction I generally work on the raw file the base raw file I don't do a lot of work on the images and in fact I'll just show you against the original image here uh, if we hit the D key and go into basic you'll see that there's nothing done here I I don't do anything to the image before taking it into the silver effects pro because I I find that it can if you start to enhance the original those enhancements can make things look a little bit wacky when you get over into silver effects pro um, but one thing that you can't do once you get out is the lens correction you have to do that on the original raw file so if you want to run that do that first um, I you see how it just brightened up the corners a little bit that's all it's doing to this and I don't use this normally unless there's a problem some distortion or stuff like that so that's it though um, and so that basically takes us from from this to this in you know five minutes uh, once you, if you're working on your own you know you, you don't doesn't even take five minutes it can be a three-minute job and then as I say once you save your presets it makes it even easier so I hope that was useful and if you want to catch up with me you can obviously do that at martinbaileyphotography.com and you can find my tours and workshops information here my portfolios and there's a shop with some prints and the some um, I've actually just released a series of uh, of back desktop wallpaper and these are actually I'm doing this as a a subscription so you can actually subscribe for as low as two dollars a month and you'll get 10 wallpapers free and then you'll get a new fresh wallpaper sent to you every month uh, for just two two dollars a month if you sign up for a year and it's two dollars eighty cents if you sign up for a monthly subscription so uh, I hope to see you at the website though and also I'm on Twitter Facebook and Google Plus and links to everything are on the website either here or if you go over to the blog page there are 
there's a followers section across here you can subscribe to our newsletter and anything else that you uh, that you might be interested and there's over 430 blog posts and podcasts in the in the archive now so i hope to see you there thanks very much for watching today and i'll see you again soon thank you bye bye